Airbnb's Double Disruption, published on November 30, 2022. What's next for the housing market? Next week, I'm presenting my latest thoughts on the future of housing, followed by a Q&A moderated by Appfolio's Sean Forster. I'll add a link for registration to the show notes. It's free. This morning's news gave me some new material to work with. In my classes and keynotes, I often ask my audience, what market is Airbnb disrupting? The obvious answer is the hotel market, formerly known as the lodging market. In The Innovator's Dilemma, Professor Clay Christensen described how disruptive innovations initially target the low end of a market. Such disruptions cater to people who are price sensitive or even people who can't afford other products at all. In the hotel market, Airbnb followed this playbook to a T. It initially catered to people who could barely afford a hotel, people willing to literally sleep on an airbed in a stranger's apartment. Gradually, it started catering to customers who could afford a budget hotel but wanted a different location or a different experience. Over time, Airbnb began to cater to mainstream travelers and even to high-end families and groups. That trajectory was not obvious, and many people expected Airbnb to fail or remain a niche player that doesn't affect the overall market. Back in 2016, I described what I called the five stages of real estate grief, the process by which hotel operators and landlords come to terms with a new reality. Airbnb was not going away. It was not about to be outlawed, and it was not destined to remain a small company that real hotels could ignore. Now, you can see the whole chart and my description of the five stages of real estate grief on my website, uh, drawerpaulag.com. So Airbnb did gradually become the largest hospitality brand in the world. Its market cap is higher than Marriott's, Hilton, and Accor, and at some point it got even higher than all three of them combined. Traditional hotel companies had to restructure their business in response. They launched their own home sharing sites and altered some of their properties to cater to families and have a more authentic feel. Some of them even started listing their own hotel rooms on Airbnb. But Airbnb didn't stop there. In 2019, I pointed out in my book, Rethinking Real Estate, that Airbnb's ultimate destination is not the hotel market, but the housing market. And I quote, Airbnb used apartments to disrupt hotels, but its ultimate impact will be much more disruptive to those who manage apartments than to those who manage hotels. Why should it take 30 seconds to find, pay, and move into an apartment on Airbnb while it takes 30 days to find, pay, and move into the same apartment through the traditional residential leasing process? It doesn't make sense and it won't last. End of quote. I had such high conviction in this outcome that I chose to combine the housing and lodging sections in my book into a single section. Meanwhile, office, retail, and industrial all had their own individual sections. For a while, Airbnb did not show a real interest in the housing market. Instead, it chose to compete more fiercely with hotels and online travel agents. This made me less optimistic about its prospects, and I wrote about it at the time. But then COVID hit, and Airbnb started to make clear steps in the direction I had outlined. In the middle of 2021, CEO Brian Chesky reported that 24% of Airbnb's revenue came from bookings of 28 days or longer. In January 2022, Chesky reported that over the previous year, 100,000 Airbnb guests booked stays for three months or longer. Airbnb developed an appetite for more extended stays and the overall housing market. But it was unclear whether the company was genuinely focused on the vision I outlined. This morning, it became clear. As Conrad Putzier reported in the Wall Street Journal, and I quote, Airbnb is launching a listing service for rental apartments with some of the biggest landlords and property managers in the country, a bid to expand its business in multifamily buildings. 
The site, launched by Airbnb, will act as a listing platform for rental apartments similar to Zillow or Apartments.com, but it will only include units where short-term sublets are allowed. Tenants who sign a lease can sublease their units for a fixed number of days a year. With this move, and I'm sorry, end of quote. With this move, Airbnb is setting its sights on the rental housing market as a whole. It would help it secure more supply for short-term stays, but it ultimately represents a much larger opportunity than the hotel market. As I pointed out in my book, hotels and apartments have a shared history and a shared future. In the 19th century, hotels were synonymous with apartment buildings. Families often resided in hotels for months, and apartment buildings offered services such as communal dining rooms, furnished rooms, turn-down service, and laundry. Airbnb's trajectory shows how disruption in one market ultimately affects others. It'll be interesting to see how far they go. As mentioned, I'm giving a presentation next week about the most interesting trends affecting the housing market. It is free and open to the public. You can click on the link in the show notes to register. And even if you can't make it to the live session, register and we'll email you the recording. Thank you. And if you enjoy this piece, please share it with your friends, rank my podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and subscribe to my newsletter on drawpollock.com or on rethinking.fm. Thank you.